Hello and welcome to the Neutral Zone. Uh, this is another one of our series of episodes looking back at the European Championships. And this time it's the turn of the Republic of Ireland. As always, my name is Sam Ward and I'm joined again by Catherine Thomas. Hi everyone. Uh, the Republic of Ireland were competing in all three categories at this European Championships uh, with their men freshly off their world escapades competing in the World Cup in New York. And yeah, the Irish have always been competitive across the board on the European stage. Anyway, uh, you're better off hearing about them from a voice you may well be familiar with if you're a frequent listener to the pod. Uh, it's Dave Prestage. So yes, yeah, so my name's Dave Prestage. Um, I was at the recent European Dodgeball World Championships in Italy uh, and I was representing the Republic of Ireland. Um, I played just in the men's, uh, men's team um, and so obviously we had a few games over the weekend. Pre-tournament, we'd spoken about where we wanted to go. Obviously, with, with so many more teams in, there was, there was a lot of unknown factors this year. A lot of improving nations as well, returning back. You know, Sweden were back again, getting better every year. Holland were back, we knew they'd be better. Same with, with Germany as well. So we said to ourselves, the first goal was to get out of the groups, make the quarterfinals. And then obviously from there, we want to push on and try and um, try and make the semis to potentially medal. Obviously, we're coming fourth in Scotland the year before, which got us to World Cup. So we wanted to see if we, how close we could come to matching that fourth place because we know those are you know we may have overachieved that last time, but we still did it. So we've got to try and see if we can match it again. So that that was the main goal for the men's team: get out of the group stages, and then we're going to take it game by game from there. So um, on the on the first day, we had one, one game on the first day against Austria. So the only game all day against the uh, the current world champions in the men's, which is always what you want on a day. But I've got to say, I've, I've in my time with Ireland, I've I've loved playing Austria. Um, we may not have got many results against them at the final whistle, but the games themselves have been there's been a real quality to them, and they're always still quite close. It's very rare a game doesn't go the full three minutes when we play them, and it's played in such good spirit. We don't even need refs. While well, game at the World Cup, we were struggling for refs because it was so late on. We barely need them. It's such an honest game between the two sides and it's always great. We've got a great relationship with them. Uh, in once again, yeah, they, they, took, um, they took the win, I think, as many people expected. But we pushed them, and especially in that first half was great performance. The, the second day, we got off to a start we weren't expecting. So I, I think we, we drew with Switzerland. I think it was 13-all, if I remember correctly. Um, which we weren't expecting to. We had, we had, a, you know, we actually came back from down to to get that as well. I believe we were, we were twelve or I think twelve six down at one point as well. We've come back to draw thirteen or so. It showed the resilience. I think we said in the the post match kind of little chat that you know we've got to take the positives that we've come back. We we didn't expect to be in that situation, be down against them, but they were again another much improved side. I believe the year before, they they came bottom of pretty much the men's category. I believe. But they came back this year. The difference in quality in twelve months was was massive, and it showed. Um, it settles everything to do. We knew we knew we we were hoping to beat Belgium. We were, you know, it's their first tournament. A lot of them very inexperienced players at all levels, so we knew the experience would come through. But we realised we needed quite a point swing to do it. We needed Austria to give us a hand as well, which you know the Austria Switzerland game. I've watched it back on from the live stream. Great game, very close for. I think it was a similar score to what we had. 
So we knew we just had to bet a Switzerland's result against Belgium, which we worked out we needed to win roughly, I think it was 40 to 42 points we needed to win by, which is obviously, that's you know, we're talking a game every minute, minute and a half at that point. And, you know, we did it. We came out like an absolute house on fire. I think, I believe it finished 46-0, which was a record for the weekend. That was the biggest win of the tournament this year. Uh, and we did that, and with that, we got through. Um, fair play to the Belgians. We we talked to them after, we went very hard, we went very fast, and you know we started saying you know competition all that. And fair play to Switzerland. We we said before the game, we both got together. Teams were like whichever happens with the points happens. Uh, good luck to the other one going forward. And then as normal, as me with the Republic of Ireland, I had Austria in the groups, and then we had England in the quarterfinals. I think pretty much every tournament I've been to. That's how it's um, that's how it's fallen, um, and again, though we pushed them, where the first half was was very close. We were, I think, only a game behind in the first half, um, and because it was the first thing in the morning, I think they were just a bit more awakened on it than we were, and the, the the game got away. It was a bit second half. A few nice moments for individuals in that game, but again, a competitive game. Um, you know, the, England I think started with not their strongest six, you'd say. And at halftime, the, the, the changes were made, which, you know, you've got to take the compliment in when you're pushing them that far. And uh, unfortunately, we, we, we went out from there. Um, I think we placed seventh overall after a very good game against Sweden, just went against us. And then, as, as you'll know, Sam, a very close game against Wales to decide seventh and eighth, which went down to the last last game to win it. And we just held on after a halftime lead. But... Um, it it was a really, it was a really good tournament. Um, it was good. It was a real eye opener for some of us. Um, I think there certain teams caught us off guard. Switzerland, especially Sweden. But I think if you ask anyone who was there at the weekend, the Swedish men's team in the last two years have gone from playing investment like for a bit of fun to now they're now they're here. They're competitors. Anyone who takes that you know who doesn't take them seriously will will find themselves being pegged back very quickly. They were they were fantastic. And so, yeah, we, we finished seventh, which I think is, is about where we're at at the moment. I think that's a fair result, looking at the teams that were there and how we played over the weekend. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was good. I, I think overall, that's, it was a good result for us. We stayed in the top eight, so we stay as second seeds moving forward, which is good. Um, yeah, happy with that. So, it, although I was, I was playing exclusively for the men's on the, on the second and on the third and fourth day, I helped out with the with the women's a little bit. We had our, our coaching staff of the main coaches of, of Garv, Ryan and Rob were, you know, were coaching all three teams, playing in two teams each as well. So it is a lot to take on, especially when the women were on after the mix. So I you know, I stepped in and helped with the women in the last few days. Uh, helped them with the warm ups in the first few days, get like do a bit of throw and catching with them. Then um I went in the coach's box for the last two. Gutted to lose the, the Scotland game in the last set, 12-12, and losing it 14-12 was, was heartbreaking. The girls played unreal in that match as well. So it was, it was, that was a tough one to take. And then coming back and beating, beating Holland, I think 14-10, I think it was on the, on the last day. It was a great way to finish off. It's great to, to have that, to help the girls get to that point. And they all played so well. They're, they're great. There's some seriously talented players in that group who I think just uh, are on the verge of doing something very, um, very special as a unit. But I've always enjoyed coaching the, the women's side. It's I think it's a it's a fascinating game. It's so different to the men's, 
Um, and I think the women's games were always good. I watched England Austria twice over the weekend. Both were, both were great games, as you expect. It's just good good to watch that kind of level of dodgeball. It's, much, it's a lot more tactical, I feel, sometimes in the men's. Um, and it, yeah, it's good to be a part of that and hopefully can be going forward still as well. In in terms of the overall experience, it's my third Euros I've played at. I've done that, Glasgow and Paris. I think that was overall just ahead of Glasgow. It was the best organised one. I think more because of the outside of the dodgeball. I thought the Glasgow one for the actual playing time and whatnot, I thought was great. And it was a great venue. Scots did a really good job on that. Um, I think how it worked with meal times and how we could there was the, the schedule was worked so everyone got a good chance for lunch and everything was brilliant because and the food itself was actually at a much higher standard I think most people expected as were all the facilities so I think Matteo and and the whole Italian squad who, who got involved with it should be so proud it was a fantastic tournament yeah to the gala dinner you know never seen that much food at a dodgeball event it was fantastic all the stuff there and the whole spirit of the weekend, seeing some new teams there, as we said, Belgium and other nations was, it, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. It was just such a good four days. I feel, you know, England going forward might try and pack it into three instead of four. Cause I think there was a lot of sitting around for some people. The game, I know on the first day we only had the one and it wasn't until 3 PM and we had to be in the hall for like half seven in the morning. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a long day when you just got the one match, but, um, Again, it's learning curves. It's trying different formats. We've got a lot of teams in the three categories. So how do you pack it all in without making people pay, uh, play very late on? But I thought that's the only little niggle with the tournament and that's, you know, clutching at straws there. In in terms of hopes for the next one, uh, unfortunately, I won't be playing at the next one. I'm I'm taking a, a bit of a sabbatical from the, the international scene. I'm having uh, at least a year off um, just to kind of you know stuff going at home and recuperate got a few niggling injuries need to try and give them time for what I play well domestically and then I'm going to reassess after the um, uh, after the next Euros and hopefully I'm going to come back probably just after there so I'm, I've already spoke to a couple of people I may still be at the Euros just in a very different capacity but we'll have to see what happens there but my, my only hope obviously I want, I want Roy and Ireland to do as well as they can all three teams you know, I want to push on. There's a good foundation there now. The coaching structure is now different. There's a lot of changes going on. So it's going to be a big year for them, um, for, for the guys and girls there. And I just wish them more success. And if I can help in any way with them, I will do. So they can always reach out. Um, and I think for the tournament itself, I feel it'll be well run. The England guys are, are organised you now with, with John and that not being behind it. I'm sure it'll be, it'll be fantastic, uh, the actual event. And I think, the hope is we have as many teams, if not more. I know more teams will make more scheduling issues, but it's just, I, I loved how many more were here this year. Uh, you know, having Romania and Belgium back, hopefully they, they will come back again. Germans will keep coming back again. They, they're improving as well. Just expanding the sport, you know, whether we we can look to at one point having something to do with the juniors there, maybe. Um, going forward, maybe have they get an afternoon at one event, but I know that might be an extra day. But I just hope we keep the same teams, the same level of competition and keep the same spirit it was played in. I think one of the big things from from the World Cup is there was that misinterpretation of rules and people's, you know, there's a lot of accusations of cheating flying around between certain nations. And I think it's pretty, pretty opposite to what happened in Italy. The, the standard, you know, the honesty, the fair play of the whole, the whole event was fantastic. 
um, and just keeping that spirit alive. It's how we're going to grow the sport by doing stuff like that. So hopefully it happens again uh, and going forward. I just hope it's a good tournament. If I'm if I'm not there in, say, a ref in all coaching capacity, I'm sure I'll be there as a fan. I'm not going to miss a chance to go to one of my own country um, at the very least. And that's probably my, uh, my hope for the next time. Thanks as always, Dave, for adding in, adding his words on himself from the Republic of Ireland. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I think what was really nice to hear from the Irish guys that I was and girls that I was chatting to while we were over there is just the. It's can quite often at a tournament you can have sort of one team doing really well and one team doing really badly, or vice versa, or everyone doing terribly. But there was a real feeling for the Roy guys and girls that everyone had really stepped up and they were having a really good tournament as a whole squad which I think lifted them quite a lot and there was a genuine I mean they're quite a bonded group anyway and I think they have a really strong Irish identity which is lovely but yeah there was a really strong feeling that they'd had a really good Euros as an entire unit and that everyone was sort of sharing in the successes and then sort of once you got into the sort of more critical stages the sort of highs and lows of the tournament and I think there were some really good stand-up performances and also some really quite good bonding as a team, Like especially having seen their women and men play and not necessarily their mixed as much, but definitely saw their men's last match up close and their women's. And I think it was just a really united effort from all of them. They seemed to be a side, a country that went to Euros and had a really good time, which is always really lovely to see. Agreed. They, they are a very cohesive bunch and a lot of them have been part of the Irish setup for for quite some time and yeah that that shows that really all their teams uh performances were great in the some of their parts in in a lot of cases being very competitive with a lot of the a lot of the big guns on the international stage <clears throat> yeah definitely mm, it remains to be seen how the the Irish team looks like it's going through a bit of a transition period with with Dave being a prime example of one who's going to take more of a backseat role, if if any role at all. And it would be interesting to see how, uh, how the Irish team responds to changes like this. I think also it's quite sort of common when you look across the board where you've sort of got some teams where you think sort of England, Austria, Scotland maybe, where they are very well established. They have a dedicated coaching body who are no longer playing and don't have a particular interest in playing at that level. And then you have the slightly younger sides where it's very much sort of all done from within and therefore the people who are coaching are also people who are playing. So it ends up with individual players taking a lot of external club responsibility as well which I think is quite challenging, especially in a situation like a championship where hard decisions need to be made about what's happening on court, sometimes for people who are on court at the same time. So I think it's very understandable. And obviously, like Dave's a friend, and I wish him all the best, and I hope he, I hope he comes back because he's, he's great at that level and he's amazing to watch play. But I think, yeah, there's, there's definitely, we're still at that point as a young sport where we, we are needing that generation of people who've had their time as they feel playing and then happy to dedicate all their efforts onto the coaching and management side, which we're not quite there yet. And it does prove, prove challenging, not only at international level, but also at club level. Agreed. 
agreed. The Republic of Ireland's in a bit of a yeah. The future is the future's uncertain uh, at this point in time, anyway, with how uh, the recent announcement of Team GB is going to factor into the to the international proceedings. But one team that could benefit from that hugely is the Republic of Ireland with a number yeah. of a number of players who are used to playing for one of the four home nations who share an eligibility for the Republic of Ireland. I know that some of the Northern Irish guys and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people who can find Irish traces in their heritage uh, strong enough to go and play for them. It'd be quite interesting if the home nations uh, basically merge into Team GB, how that will play into the Republic setup. Yeah, I think that's a really good point as well. But so not to take away from the fact of the squad who went this time, I think anyone looking, yeah, anyone, as you say, with an angle on joining the Irish, the Republic of Ireland team, like you look around at the nations that are engaged in dodgeball and they are one of, they are always sort of having the best time. You can make as many drinking quiches as you like, but they do work hard, play hard. And I think they came to this tournament, they brought their A game. And I know they were really proud of what all their teams managed to achieve. But also they are just one of the friendliest teams out there. So anyone who, as you say, might have support with the potential reduction in competitive opportunities for British players. I think looking into Irish roots is a really good idea for players who think they could still want to compete on that level and might not quite be at the top of the barrel for the GB setup. But then hopefully, as you say, it will increase the numbers that the Republic of Ireland sets up and they can start growing in numbers and maybe end as people wishing to want to take a back seat. There'll be those numbers of players coming through to allow them to do that. So I think it's, as you say, uncertain, but I think potentially quite exciting time for Republic of Ireland. Indeed. Indeed. We wait to see how, uh, how they perform without one of their talisman. Dave would probably self-proclaim himself. Uh, bring on Newcastle. Yeah, I think that does it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you at the next one.